the Sofa Experiment Podcast by Sofa. I'm Lisa. And I'm Alex. In this podcast, Lisa and I delve into our journey of friendship and sobriety, from being high school best friends to embarking on a new chapter of staying sober together. Our story is filled with ups, downs, and a whole load of self-discovery. If you're just joining us, you can catch up on all the details by going right back to the start of season one. At Be Sober, our vision is to create a community that connects individuals living a sober lifestyle. We want to break the stigma and show everybody that you can experience joy, laughter and adventure without booze. We believe wholeheartedly that choosing not to drink alcohol doesn't make anyone abnormal. In fact, it's a decision worthy of celebration. Our podcast aims to inspire and empower those who have chosen the path of sobriety, reminding them that they are not alone. So together we'll explore the challenges, triumphs and everyday moments that come with embracing a life free from alcohol. So whether you're considering a sober lifestyle, supporting a loved one or simply curious about the possibilities, we invite you to join us on this journey of self-discovery and growth. So grab your favourite non-alcoholic beverage, sit back and get ready to dive into honest conversations, personal anecdotes and a whole lot of inspiration. Welcome to our podcast where we redefine what it means to live a sober, fulfilling life. This is Be Sober. Yes. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. I feel like I'm in school. Good morning, Mrs. Ellsworth. Oh, no, that's awful. You know what? Before we start, I just want to say a massive thank you to some of our listeners because after the week before last episode, and I thought the last episode. Oh, yeah, the last episode. (laughs) God, I always have to drag it out. The last episode, um, I was on a Zoom in the members group and I were, I got all really panicky about putting that last episode out because I was like, oh shit, I've really overshared on that. Like it was quite personal and it's something that me and you would talk about. Yeah. But it, afterwards I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Anyway, I've had so many messages about that podcast and messages of support. So I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to everybody that messaged me. And I just want to add something on that the girl that I was talking about, I've just found out this week that um, she's actually banned from Magaluf. Whole place. (laughs) The whole place. Like, how bad do you have to be to be banned from Magalore? There is some justice in the world. <laughs> That's what I thought. So, but yeah, I just wanted to say um, a massive thank you for everybody that messaged me. It was lovely, and I do. I, but why would they not? Like, obviously, you are. Get people listen. So, I know, like, I know. like we do this, and then it was afterwards, and you know, you get messages. We we do get messages about the podcast, and I was like. And then it makes it real that people listen to it. Yeah. So, like, it just put me in a bit of a panic, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've actually spoke about that. But I did, and it, everyone's been so su- supportive. So, yeah, thank you. And you know what else I wanted to put to to our listeners? Like, topics of conversation and stuff are, like, like get in touch with us, email us, talk oh, to yeah, us. Oh, yeah, that'd be really good, because we do run out of things that we, to focus yeah, we, on. Yeah, we, we talk do. shit, don't we? Yeah, we end up just talking crap. So I just thought it'd be really nice if people wanted to email us at info at besoberofficial.com. Any subject matters or anything, just like talk to us and then we can talk about it. 
Let's have an alcohol topic. That's, I'm, I know I've told you this already, so let's not pretend we don't know each other's stories like I normally would do, right? And then that'd make you feel awkward because we do know these. <laughs> but last night I was invited to um, an event, which was a, a women's clinic. And it was all because of my fitness stuff, my menopause fitness stuff, it was all related to that. But the two doctors that run it know about be sober and I have to say they put on and they're coming on the podcast actually in the next season they put on an absolutely lovely event they did a big thank you to us and to be sober and and shared shared who we are to their clients their patients and so on I love that actual real doctors real real doctors sharing it's like how good is that I know I know so um obviously knowing that I'm there probably partly but also just being wellness people they really get the no alcohol or low alcohol thing and so as well as there being Prosecco there was no Secco there was kombucha there was sparkling water there were different sodas it was just really nice so when I went in um one of the doctors said to me can I get you a drink? Would you like a no secco? Would you like a kombucha, a sparkling? And she listed all these non-alcoholic options because she obviously knows. I feel I like you're talking posher since you've been to these events. I might be. <laughs> I'm probably probably saying it in the way she said it. Anyway, she said to me, um, I said, oh, I'll have a kombucha, please. So anyway, the next thing, she comes out, not in some crappy plastic glass. It was in a beautiful wine glass. She handed oh. it to me. It was really nice. And there was like a, a number of people around us and we were having a chat. And um, I was telling the story about non-alcoholic beers and us being in a bar when they were costly. And this lady said, and I was talking about our night out when we went to a restaurant and we'd had a, quite an expensive non-alcoholic pink Prosecco, hadn't we? Oh, it was nice, that though. Yeah, it was like £30 a bottle. But even if you try and buy it online, it's twenty five ninety nine. So I was saying this. So one, one of the ladies said something along the lines, and I'll be polite, that you never know, they might listen. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> I think they might. So, <laughs> so they said something about um, how they wouldn't pay that for a, a non-alcoholic drink. So me being me, and the, the point I'm making here is how things change. The, the actual point I'm making is four and a bit years on into my sobriety, how confident I feel to do this and everybody can get there. And I just went, why not? Why, why wouldn't you pay that for it? And she was like, oh, well, you know, like it's not got any alcohol. I went, well, it goes through exactly the same process. It's fermented, it's bottled, there's people behind the scenes making this beautiful drink. It's just minus the shit that kills you. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It is so. You know, even in my early years of being sober, I would not, I'd have been like, I'm not paying that. That's ridiculous. I, well, that's what I was telling about you. Do you remember when we went in that pub in the Nags Head, was it, in Manchester? Yeah, yeah. It was just £2.50 for a bottle of Bex Blue and we couldn't believe it. And then she actually explained to us why. Yeah. Not and that was a bar lady explaining. I'd be pretty chuffed if it was £2.50. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> it was a lot more than that. But um, but no, I, the, the night that you're talking about, we went out and we took our daughters, didn't we? And we had a really, really posh meal. We took them for good steak and we we treated ourselves to this non-alcoholic bottle. But it was not, the full evening was a real treat. It was really nice. We remembered it. It was lovely. Like, I would not change it. But like you said, how things change, because earlier on, I'd be like, I'm not paying that. I probably would now. It was just that night. 
Yeah, and we did, and we did actually say that though in that bar. That's what I'm saying before yeah. that. Probably earlier on in our sobriety, on our first sober night out together, yeah. where I wanted to dance, and we were both like, "How much for Bex Blue?" And the, do you remember the barmaid was like, "Well, it goes through exactly the same process." Yeah, and we were like, oh, yeah. "Of course, yeah. yeah." It does make you think, doesn't it? It really yeah. It does. So completely unrelated. Do you want to tell your story? Oh my god, yeah, it's completely unrelated. So I actually Can I just point out it is unrelated? I'm not linking the word that Lisa's gonna to use to anyone who was at my event last night. <laughs> oh, you must have been thinking it. I know. Well, I was worried it might come across that way. Oh, I guess it's it, so I'll have to be quick. So basically, I called somebody a wanker in IKEA on Sunday. I went to IKEA on my own. And I walked off and I got a trolley. And as I like, I get my trolley and me being me was like, oh, look over there. So off I go over and I fill my hands up with all these plants from Ikea. And when I'm coming back, I see the girl that works there and she's, she's taking my trolley back. She's just in a little daze of her own, just taking the trolley back. So I'm going, excuse me, excuse me, that's my trolley. Anyway, she didn't see me. She just went back to where she were. But there were this couple coming down the escalators. Oh, I'm so annoyed at them already. Right, so they're coming down. My miserable couple on a Sunday going to Ikea. One of them is fuming about it. You can just tell, right? So They probably both were. Yeah, they met, yeah. Yeah, they probably were. Anyway, they're coming down and they see me running over going, excuse me, excuse me. Anyway, they get to the bottom and there's like my trolley there on its own and then there's some trolleys tucked into each other. And you don't pay for these trolleys. You don't have to find a pound or anything like that. You just have to swap them out. You just have to pull the trolley out. Yeah, you just have to pull the trolley out. Anyway, it goes over and he, I, I'm watching put his hands on two trolleys to pull it out. And then something in his brain must have thought, I can't be asked pulling these out. I will take this trolley here right so he texts the trolley and I go oh excuse me because my hands are full that's my trolley that lady didn't realise that it was mine and she's just put it back ha 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 and he went literally looked at me in disgust pointed to the trolleys and went there's some there get another one and before I knew it I just called him a wanker I literally just went well there's no need to be a wanker but then it didn't stop there right because then his wife turned around and went no he's not and I went yes he is though yes he's a rude wanker and then, <laughs> what the hell anyway my initial thought was oh my god I've just called somebody a wanker in, in Ikea that's awful like what an awful person I am but then the more I started thinking about it the more I thought you know what he was a wanker and I don't know anybody <laughs> in my family or my circle that would do something as rude as that and if they did, I'd call them a wanker too. And if anybody listening would do that, you're a wanker at all. <laughs> I'm sure you're not, though. I'm sure you're not listening to our podcast before our <laughs> one. That's hilarious. I bet they were on Gover and angry to be sure. Probably. Yeah, probably. That was like they a ray of They needed some kombucha in a wine glass. With all my plants. Yeah, with your plants. They needed kombucha in a wine glass. That's what they needed. Yes, yeah, they did. They did. Right, let's get our guest. Come on, introduce her now. Let's say who she is I, and what she I doing. haven't got an introduction. Well, it's all right, because you're kind of a bean, don't you? know what's going on with her. Yeah, so DJ Flourish we've got on today. Um, and I first found out about Caroline 
um, through Instagram and I'd seen that she was doing a self-love rave and I was all about it. I was like, oh my God, I have to go to this, this event. Anyway, it just so happened that um, I'd got the tickets. I'd got loads of people in Be Sober to get the tickets. We're all going to this event and then boom, my daughter had a baby. <laughs> um, and I don't know why, like she was due around this time but I didn't think that I would be exhausted by my daughter (laughs) because I was there we'd been up all night um and there was just not a chance in hell I could go the day after to um this event so I missed it so I've got tickets along with some more Be Sober members for her next event um but I've been following her on Instagram quite a bit now and I really like just get her on and we can find out more about her Right, here she is. She's coming. Let's do it. Hello, Caroline. Hi, ladies. Good morning. You all right? I'm great. Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. Sorry we left you sat in the waiting room. We were just trying to do a a bit of an introduction about you as as well as our introduction to the podcast. So that's why you were sat waiting around for a couple of minutes. That's fine. I was chilling. Well, we said introduction to you. We did a little chat before and then Alex went, oh, introduce her. And I was like, oh, shit. I don't, I don't know what I've written said. anything. <laughs> she's the rave lady. She is. The rave lady. lady yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Let's start straight in with that. What is it you're doing right now? So I offer self-love raves for women. Um, they're sober and they are a space for women to come and to dance to fat tunes um, in a sober environment, in a non-judgmental environment where women are celebrating each other, not judging each other. And then that gives us full permission to really let go and dance like we really all want to, um, but feel um, unable to. You know what I love about this, Caroline, and I just said this actually, I had tickets for your first event and I was so excited. I'd got all our Be Sober members on it. I was like, come on, let's go, we're going to this. And just before your event, my eldest daughter had a baby on the 14th of February and it was a very long birth. (laughs) So by the time it came to your event, I was so exhausted. I was like, I just can't go. I was so overwhelmed with like everything that had gone on. Hood. <laughs> I did kind of want to switch off from it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, one um, because I think I, w- I was really looking forward to kind of coming and just switching off. And one of the things that I really loved about what you was doing is you brought in headphones, didn't you? Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Why did you do that? I did it because it creates. Well, one, the venue, the sound in the venue wasn't going to be good enough for for me. I like. Uh, good sound as a DJ do you know what I mean I like to hear the bass in my chest <laughs> you're a perfectionist uh, yeah I am my, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a full-blown perfectionist but I now use it in a way that is you know uh, beneficial for my business and stuff um and uh, but yeah and um the headphones actually is something that I used at Um, by accident at a a festival that I do regularly called Womanifest. So I do their their silent disco on a Saturday night and they're not allowed to have um, 
uh, sound at night because there are residents close by. So we use we use the headphones. And when and my previous raves that I'd done, which were online during lockdown, um, obviously people were listening through headphones there and it was much more of a, an individual experience. But then when I'd taken them out on my raves onto the road, I wasn't using headphones at that point. So uh, it was like a kind of I fell into it at one manifest. And when you when you put them on, it's like you go into a different world. It's like an extra la- layer of safety. Um, it actually feels, um, you know, like I can really connect to people because I'm on the mic quite a bit. So I'm reminding throughout my raves, I remind women to stop comparing themselves to anyone else because you will get all the thoughts. It's yeah, just, you do. Yeah. Gonna happen. You're going to go into comparison. You're going to doubt yourself dancing like big. Then you're going to be saying, oh, I'm not moving big enough. Or then you might compare yourself to me. Do you know what I mean? There'll be all that shit going on in your head. And so when I'm on the mic, I, I will remind people, you know, don't compare yourself and I'll be like, you know, and get people in in the zone. So that's why I use them. Although I'm not using them at my October self-rave. I'm no! I know, I'm not. I'm not. But the reason... You'll still be doing the reminders, I hope, on the Oh, mic. yeah, there'll be reminders. <laughs> and there will be other ways that the reminders are going to be done, so which I can't reveal too much. Um, and it's in a... The thing is, it's, it's in a... Um, it's in a, a purpose-built club venue with a serious sound system. It is a clubbing experience. And so if I then put headphones on when there's a sound system that's going to create that vibe, yeah, it's not right. But I am using them in February. My next one, I've booked another venue for February and I'm using them there. So you have to go twice now, Lisa. I know I will do. I'm coming to the October one. Do you know that, Lisa? No, I didn't know. Have you got tickets? Yeah, I have. Have you? Yeah. Alex does not do stuff like this, Caroline. So this is like... uh, Let me me explain. Our listeners will be like, yeah, right, bet she don't. (laughs) Let me explain because... So it's a Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. So usually... See, I know. See, there's the proof. So the reason that... um, I wasn't, I wasn't going to come originally. A, Lisa's right. I hate raves, right? I really struggle. And it's for what you're talking about. I could never do them drunk. I certainly can't do them sober. I find it really, really hard to let myself go. Anyway, on a Thursday night, this is, this is the other end of the spectrum. Once a month, I run a choir. <laughs> so I have choir practice that night. One of the, one of our members had a spare ticket and offered it to me, and I was like, "Oh, I've got choir." She said, "Come afterwards," and I thought, "You know what? I've no excuse. My choir finishes at nine o'clock. I can come for a bit afterwards. Why yeah. not? I can come for a little bit then. I can just come straight there." Yeah, because it's so near you as well. Yeah, there's no excuse. So, um, so yeah, I am coming along. So, so you're you come for the last hour, are you? I'm coming for the last hour. Yeah, well, you'll be you'll be there for you're the proper bit then. <laughs> Everyone will be going mental by then. You'll well, be like, holy shit. But this is what I'm hoping for, because I think there'll be no standing around wondering when I get going. Everybody will already be really into it, so they're not going to notice what I'm doing anyway. And I kind of yeah. know that. Do you know what? You've just reminded me, last night, is, um, I graded, for, I, I do karate now. It's a recent thing, and I've done it by accident. A lot of things that I do in this life. This is the Alex show now. We've got choir. We've got karate. Just <laughs> let's see what else we get. <laughs> well, it's relevant. It's relevant. Honestly, it is. Um, the, it's everything I do. Like this stuff like this happens by accident. I'm only in it because my little boy didn't have a partner, and now I'm on an orange belt. Anyway, I was graded last night because I'm going away on holiday, so it's happened early. 
And usually when we grade, the whole class grades together and he just kind of watches us and then tells you whether you've passed. But because they're not all grading until next week, he decided last night without telling me to say, right, Alex, to the front, stand up and show us your cutter. Honestly, my heart sank, right? I have not got, this is the thing about raves. I can't coordinate. I've got loads of rhythm. But I can't make certain bits of my body do certain things at certain times. So I was, oh, no, everybody's watching me. But actually, I did that. And that was like a really big deal. Somebody grading me, giving me a certificate. So I was even thinking, knowing you were coming on today, if I can do that, I can definitely raise. I got a certificate. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to ask Caroline for a certificate. Oh, I don't want a freaking certificate. I'm not that good. (laughs) Qualification, please. Actually, will you give me? No, but what I was, what I mean by it is, if I can do that in front of people where I'm being graded and actually judged. Yeah, I can come to a rave where I'm not being judged, and I need to get rid of that story out my head. Yeah, well, or just just notice the story because it will be, and that's. And that's what I say. And actually, you coming a bit later is probably great because it's the first 10 minutes that are like, everyone's like, you know, the moving. But lead up the lead up to the rave, the information you will get from me will really, really help to ease that, you know. And I'm really open about how I have all those thoughts. You know, I'm on the decks and my head's going, oh, like they're thinking it's shit. Then all this kind of stuff, that person's walked out the room, that means it's crap. But do you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. And so, um, but what I can encourage people to do over and over is to is to use their body as much as possible. I know not everybody can do that. I have, I have a bit of a dissociation from my body, so it's quite hard for me to be in my body. Um, and also um, just to kind of like, the, to celebrate the fact that you, your move is different to everyone else. So you're saying you have no coordination. Something that I say over and over is no rules. Fuck the rules. There are no rules, right? And and that's that is in the way that you move. On that day, you might you might be feeling you want to move beef, and then or, or like another tune comes in, and you want to you want to start to move slow. Whatever. It's just whatever your body wants to do, and then that is like permission to be like authentically you through your body, which then kind of that message can then trickle out into other areas of your life. Do you know what I mean? I love that. I love that permission. I like that. That's what I really hung on to there because it's it's like we all want that permission and need that. And what I love is like for a lot of people that maybe didn't do raving or are new to something like this, like I'm quite new to it. Um, And the first one we did was the dry wave. And I know that you went to that the other week, didn't you? And Alex and I went and I found it like it took us so long to get into it like so long and it was a constant bit of a bollocking to ourselves like that come on come on come on and you kind of like offer something different that you don't have to bollock yourself you're giving yourself yeah. permission and, and it's like, not the same as validation that is it you're not seeking validation no, and it's like going. the guidance as well that it's all right to yeah. to move how you want to move because it is really nerve-wracking and I think like Alex said before 
before doing it I used to have to be drunk to dance and I remember years and years ago going out with a group of women and there was a girl there that didn't drink and she was up with a mum dancing and I remember looking and just thinking oh and I didn't know I wanted to stop drinking at that point at any point but I remember thinking how does she do that like she doesn't drink and I'm waiting to get that feeling before I get up to the dance floor yeah and it it was like a seed that was obviously planted and so I just think it's so lovely to have this kind of sober safe space why do you do them sober yeah and there's a few reasons why I do it sober um and mainly because everyone's on the same level um and uh, and even though it's uncomfortable when you because I've create because I create such a safe space something you were just saying about dry wave it's it's a wicked event yeah um but what I uh, but I I find it easy to go in and just dance right yeah. it's because I've done it so much now so you know it takes me two or three the head's going off and like oh fucking hell you know uh, more about the tunes that are being picked more than anything because yeah yeah I'm quite picky on my tunes <laughs> Then like, but uh, but then I'll get into it and I just let my body move. But also, I find that um, when there are men there, it's harder for me to really express myself and move my body. Um, so I can tell you can move already just by these little movements. Yeah, just little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she's forgot it, and she? yeah, you have got it. <laughs> um, but so for me, um, just going back to what you were saying about not being able to let go it's really important for me to create a safe space for, for people which is why it's also women only um and that's no disrespect to men at all but um i personally find it much easier to let go in just in front of women especially if you're if it's your body because you know we'd be when you go to clubs and stuff and especially because i ask women i i i kind of invite women to be a bit bold with their dress what they're going to wear yeah wear something that you want to wear that you know you probably wouldn't wear out to an all party or to to like a bar or something because you know you're going to get ogled or you know that someone might judge you or you know just wear it because this space that we're creating is a space for that oh I like that because I want to wear something yeah I'm dead chuffed about that I better be careful about to change your clothes to choir and slip out the back door (laughs) (laughs) wear something brave like fuck it just fuck it. Um, but yeah, just going back to why it's sober is um, because, um, yeah, everyone, everyone, because of that safe space, you're, you're able to let go more. And it's so empowering to leave somewhere where you have danced like you've never danced before without an alcoholic drink. Yeah. It's a massive two fingers up to society that tells us that you have to have fun like how you were feeling when you looked at that that uh lady dancing on the dance floor without a drink you that was conditioning that I can't dance without a drink because that's what we're told like for society so that's the first reason the second reason is it really helps with the connection in the room and that creating the vibe that I want to create of non-judgment and being together when you have a drink you you mask it's a false 
false connection. I went yeah, you to, detach, don't you, almost? You do, and then you get so pissed that you love everyone and you say shit to people. That, do you know what I mean? That isn't, yeah. you know, I went to a party on Saturday night and... Um, you know, I didn't really talk to anyone at first, and then but then everyone came up to me and was like saying all these like wonderful things. I wasn't drinking, and it's just it's not it's not really the truth, is it? I'm yeah. very much about truth and connection. And um, also, I don't really like DJing to drunk people. It's not. I only do it in very very occasional um, circumstances. Um, I'll do it. Um, but mainly I don't really enjoy it because it's it's the connection thing again for me. I love that, that it's about connection because actually thinking about it, when you go out and you're drinking and you're dancing and there's a DJ, nobody gives a shit, do they? Like you you actually don't get the credit that you deserve. I was just thinking that, you know. You do not care. I was just thinking that and I thought, I remember, like my, my um, dad was a, an alcoholic and it, that's a word he used, okay, so I'm not being derogatory but he was a musician and he being one of the biggest drinkers that I knew used to hate it when everybody was drunk and I never got it and you've just made me realize why it's you feel unappreciated no doubt yeah well well it's that and then everyone's chatting well see the thing is is I like to DJ where people are really really engaged with what I'm doing so if I was to go to a house club and everyone was off their nut, I would probably enjoy it. And that involves drink and drugs, you know. Yeah. I would enjoy it to a point. But then also I can see that it's not a natural high. And I'm so I, I'm so driven by authenticity and realness and honesty and truth. And it's only happened in the last kind of five to ten years that if I know that someone is enjoying something and it's false, it's not real to me. Um, so that that's one element of it. And then another element is that people get really arsy when they're pissed and they come up and ask me for tunes. And if I haven't got it, you know, they're arsy with me. I've been spat in the face. I've been called a fucking twat. I've been. Yeah, it's been. It, that's what happens. You've been spat at. Well, as they speak, well, because they're drunk and they're like, can you put this tune on? It's like all in my face. And it's like, I'm really... really... Still not okay, but better than what I thought it was. (laughs) No, no, no. no, I'll tell you what, I did get spat on once um, in Egypt when I was 15 and I was wearing a skirt and you're not supposed to show any of your body. I didn't realise and uh, I got spat on, but that's a totally different story, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but actually, I wonder if that has something to do with why you do do what you do. Do you know what I love? That people to wear what they want to wear and do what they want to do, like that. That moment might actually be a big reason why you do Could all be. this. And, and I'm just going to point something really controversial out. This may not be of popular opinion, but why is it okay? And I'm talking about in the eyes of God. All right, because remember, this is why apparently in some religions and cultures we cover up. It's respect for God. Spitting, uh, I don't think that's very respectful. And a woman, yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, just saying. So if you're listening, man who spat at Caroline, presumably it was a man that spat at you. That's awful. Was it a man that spat at you? (laughs) Yeah, it was. Right, okay. Now I've got my facts right. If you're listening, man that spat at Caroline, that's disgusting. I don't know. I don't know. Alex thinks listens to our podcast. Hey, I've been looking at the insights. Do you know we've got listeners in the um, United Arab 
Arab Emirates and in Egypt, actually. Oh, I've got them in Egypt. I'm going to send it you afterwards. We actually have. (laughs) We've even got listeners in North Korea. How about that? So we'll get back to our chat shortly. But first, let us tell you about some of the things that we offer at Be Sober. We don't want to bombard you with everything we do because there's absolutely loads. This week, we're going to tell you about our Be Sober membership. Be Sober really is the place to be. See what I did there? Uh-huh. So if you are looking for a supportive community that accepts you for who you are, Be Sober is here to offer you a judgment-free space where you can be your true self. We understand the challenges of living in a world where drinking and partying are the norm. And we're here to say that there's a better way to have fun. With Be Sober, you can be yourself without any of life's pressures. We're always here to lend a helping hand and we'll be there to cheer you on every step of the way. So join us and let's have some proper fun while being brave, kind and sober. Caroline, I want to talk to you because Alex mentioned about being controversial then and um, you're not actually, you're not sober, are you? you? You do still drink. And I saw on your Instagram... A bit of a controversial post. Can we discuss? <laughs> and discuss it, yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was a um it was a post that was not said in the right way, basically. That's what it was. And something that is really that really frustrates me is as a female entrepreneur, uh, and I'm in the world of marketing myself. There's a lot of marketing out there that makes people feel like they should be doing something that isn't aligned to who they truly are. And because my biggest message is to just do you and to follow what's right for you and what's aligned to you. And that's been my biggest struggle in my life because I've not I've had a lot of years where I've looked outside of myself rather than inside of myself. I have found certain industries especially the well-being industry will take something that works for other people and make it into a should for everybody which then makes you feel shit about yourself so my point was i did a rant because i'd i had seen an influx in the should be sober and the rise of of being sober Um, which it needed to happen because we live in a world that says that drinking is, is, you know, is right. And it, it, and it's celebrated and it's like, Oh yeah, let's have a drink to feel good. Let's have a drink to celebrate. And that's, I, I don't, that, that needs changing. Do you know what I mean? But I've equally seen, um, certain people and like media and stuff like that, making it into a should, and I personally stopped drinking for 15 months. But as an act of self-love, I decided to start again. Um, and I only drink like, you know, one gin and tonic and that's it. So it's not, I've never had uh, an ad- an addiction with alcohol. I've had addictions with other things that I don't want to talk about on here because yeah. uh, I need to keep my, my family private. I only share things like that with my email list. Um, but, and so, so I had a rant that was like, just so you know, just cause you stop drinking, it doesn't mean you're going to wake up and feel perfect every day. It doesn't mean that you're going to wake up and feel fresh. And it doesn't mean that all your problems are going to go away, which is what a lot of, uh, of some, some people are saying, 
not you guys, do you know what I mean? This this was not a dig at anyone like that. Um, but then I realised, and on reflection and after speaking to lots of people, that that could have been construed as me kind of dissing people's celebratory stories for the fact that they, you know, went through a major addiction and now they're out the other side. I wasn't like saying that, um, you know, that you shouldn't, if you've not, if you've got a problem with it, you need to, you need to not stop. Do you know what I mean? I was just saying there should be more stuff about choice and listening to what you need and then taking things as information. That was my point. It's really hard, isn't it? With stuff it is like hard, that. It, it's difficult because what I love about you, Caroline, is about, what you're all about is about speaking your truth. And that, and that's what you did in that moment. That's what you saw and that's what you did and that's all right. And I love a controversial post. Um, and I do because it interests me. And then I'm like, oh, let's have a look at all these comments here. Then. <laughs> and there were a lot of comments on that post. And I agreed with a lot of them. Because for somebody like me, I have I have issues with this, right? Because I love my sober life. I love it. It genuinely did take away all them issues. Like, it made my life better. And it really, really did. I absolutely agree. It didn't make it perfect. I still have shit go on. And it's helped me so much to deal with the shit things a lot, lot better by not drinking. I never class myself as being an alcoholic or having an addiction either. I was much more of a binge drinker. Um, I know the grey area drinker terms a big thing now as well. It's like there's so many people so many on different kind of labels. boxes, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, there is a lot of labels, and there is a lot of. Things. And I like that as well, Lisa. But oh, I don't, I don't want to be labelled. I'm a grey area drinker. You've just stuck a label on yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but for me, so I took a lot of interest into that post because I was like, but I love being sober. It has changed. Me. And what I find hard is, and, and I like what you said, I don't even know if I can articulate this well, is like for somebody that does love it, it, it could make me feel a bit like, well, but I do enjoy it. I'm not being false because I don't put my false days on or my... Do you know what my false days, my, yeah, my yeah. bad days or not? Like, my Instagram is my safe, sober space. Share the amazing stuff so I can remind myself every day how, how good it is. Yeah. And I, like you say, you didn't want to talk about maybe other addictions on here and there'll be things that I don't want to talk about on my Facebook or Instagram, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not being truthful with how much I really love it. Does that make sense? It goes yeah. back to what you were just saying right at the very beginning. You opened with it. I think it were these words or paraphrasing. It was a badly worded post, is what you said. Yeah, exactly. and what you've the bit I've just taken from it now is where you've said actually it's about choice, and if it works for you, fantastic. But if it doesn't, don't feel like it has to work for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's great that you, you're sharing, you know, the good, you know, you're celebrating yourself and, and stuff like that. And uh, it's just that there are some, if I've been through certain magazines and certain Instagram pages where they're using, they're using certain titles that insinuate there's something wrong with you because you haven't chosen to be sober. Yeah, that's my point. That there, that that, and there are lots of vulnerable people out there. It doesn't sound like you're hugely vulnerable, Lisa. You know, I'm an extremely vulnerable person, 
Yeah. You know, I went through a lot growing up and the well-being industry has kind of fueled that I'm not good enough. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm kind of holding, I'm kind of waving my kind of, um, I'm waving my fist for those people. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's good. I think we all need to do that for like, for me, I think, like you say, you're waving your fist for that kind of people. And you you will have fallen by doing sober raves. You will have very much fallen into a sober community, yeah. which is kind of going. So I, I'd imagine that sometimes doing the sober raves, people then assuming that you might be sober, but you actually <laughs> drinking, there must be something, you know, like that must be quite difficult yeah. actually and and it must kind of trigger something in you if you do drink and then people going but being sober being sober and you're in that community if you like yeah 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 it's it's weird because the raves were never ever until february of this year were never named as being sober they yeah. were they were um a female empowerment well-being rave that just happens to be sober because it's well-being. And then um, the article I had in the Manchester Evening News was all about it being sober. Mm. And for me, it wasn't about that. It was never about that. It was about female empowerment and music and dance. Yeah. And one yeah. element was of that was to stay connected and be empowered, you would like people sober. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Yeah, and, I get it. And, I, and then because it's now... I've, I've titled it as a sober rave because people need to know that. Yeah. I as well, I must say, you know, like people, are, you know, there is a community of people that are absolutely dying to come to stuff like yes, this. I know. A lot of sober people, but also people that just don't want to drink and connect to people. Yeah, and so, yeah exactly. And so, but it, I think that I've, I, I've kind of been thrown into the sober world yeah. a bit without having any kind of like, understanding of it yeah i obviously i understand um i mean if you uh, well-being female empowerment personal development i can pull that off my you know tongue but and music and dance you know but sober side is definitely a side that i need to potentially understand a little bit more deeply and i will definitely do some more feedback i think after my next rave to understand you know what I think as well Caroline just thinking about it so a lot of like the sober community and we're quite involved in that obviously now with wow. running the sober <laughs> community yeah but one of the things that we often talk about and I um, I've mentioned this before but I used to run like um, a Slimming World group years and years ago and one of the things that we used to talk about um, in Slimming World before I stopped drinking was how to get your sins in like and gin was less sins and wine and blah 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 and then when I stopped drinking I was like that's so fucked up like what we <laughs> what we should be saying for health and wellness is actually take the alcohol out which by the oh, way just to say that to Slimming World it does say it they recommend now I don't know whether it did but it does say now they recommend no alcohol but well, if you're going to drink one of my trainers 
didn't drink and I remember going on the training and her saying you could just ask people to not drink and we were like ha, 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 as if that's gonna happen you know like it sounded it was just so ridiculous at the time but actually it's a really good thing and what I love is that you're doing health wellness empowerment all them things and you're saying actually be sober to connect yet actually there's a part of you now that's gone shit I'm gonna have to understand this whole community when you were doing a really good thing we're like mirror images of each other though you know because you know like sobriety is one little element of what you're doing your big focus is music and dance and self and and sobriety happens to make up one little part of the puzzle well for us sobriety is the whole world and one little part of that is music and dance and rave and self-love so all we've got to do is respect each other's spaces while we exist within them Yeah. yeah Yeah, that's totally true. And actually, I kind of like was just reflecting and I thought I don't need to understand. I don't need to go no. down into it because I'm doing what I'm doing. But it, it, there was all I need. There was just like an element of this. This is what happens to me sometimes. I will get a, a burst of passion. Yeah. And then I want to share something. But I've learned on every occasion every occasion <laughs> but it's not the right thing to do <laughs> Caroline I love that it's like shit brain in gear before mouth <laughs> I've got quite a defensive I also have you know it's a trauma response as well because yeah. I have a defensive mechanism within me if I'd have sat and really thought about it and spoken from my heart, it would have been different. And that's what I do within, within my emails. I'm extremely open and honest, very, very raw. And um, But it, it comes from me sitting and thinking and, and really trying to, like, you know, say something that's going to inspire and really help people to feel less alone. Yeah. If I'd have done that with that post, it would have come out how my apology came out. Yeah, which was I read that by the way. Can I just say as well, you speaking up here, I want to just put that in perspective. You have really, and I don't, I hope this doesn't patronize you. You're really well articulated. (laughs) I just, I want it to be taken right. You have really well articulated what it was you was probably trying to say in the original post. So, you know, I think this cancels that out. I know I was, I did think because I'm a people pleaser as well I thought oh fuck do you know what I mean I've done that so many times oh, yeah. I do it every day yeah it's <laughs> awful and you know what it's like you said when you do something you're passionate about you just put it out there and then afterwards you're like shit and you mean it at the time that's what you're saying at the time but that's what makes you you do you know what I mean and you're very much like me in the fact that you'll say it and then might not articulate right but writing it down you can kind of processing it it, into yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. but also what what really upset me because I I I couldn't give a shit right if you know when I had well I've I've had stuff in the MEN recently as well and there's loads of comments oh you can't look at the comments no no don't read them god you should have seen some of the stuff that we were said about (laughs) laugh it makes me laugh because I know that they don't get it and that's fine. Do you know what I mean? 
And I'm I'm okay with jumping up and down behind the decks and people think, probably thinking, oh my God, she's having a fucking midlife crisis. Oh, that's a tiny amount of people that yeah, are it doesn't It doesn't bother me. Even if it was thousands, millions of people, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. What bothered me was that women that I respect who have supported me and been to my race and I've created a relationship with and a level of trust with. Yeah. I lost that. That is what what upset me the most, and it is that's what kept me up at night because that is 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 so important to me is that connection and that that level of respect. Yeah, I think you're um you've done the right thing, and at least you're very authentic and honest. And you and the fact that you held your hands up afterwards and said, you know what, I said this slightly wrong. This is what I actually meant. I think that takes a really big person to do that. So all all hats off to you, really. I have equally had a lot of women who do drink only, but no, don't really, you know, it's not like a big thing for them to say to me, I totally, totally get what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's it's, important because that is part of your community as well. Yeah. 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 But can I just pick up on something though, before you said about um, that you did start drinking again and you'll have the odd gin and tonic. Will you do our sober experiment? <laughs> So what's that then? Just give it a go. <laughs> so we've got um, a 30-day sober experiment, and it's an experiment. It's not a challenge. It's just an experiment. But it's and looking it's, at it differently. It's more intentional, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I'd love you to do it. I'd, I'd just like to No pressure. <laughs> no pressure, but will you do it now? <laughs> like, I have one gin and tonic. My whole inside goes... But why? Why do you want one gin and tonic? Do you want to know why? I'll tell you you why I started drinking again. Because I love I have a lot of friends and family who drink a lot. And I'm around it a lot. And it's like a tribal kind of feeling that I felt ostracized. And I felt like I had to keep saying, I don't drink, I don't drink. And, And I that defensive part of me because I wasn't owning fully um, the sober side yeah, was quite high and it, and it was causing me to feel like not part of something. Yeah. I get that. So, I, so I gave myself permission to be part of it again. And I, and because I have that permission of, Oh, well I can have a drink if I want to, but I don't really want one. Then I don't have to, say I'm sober I don't drink and then have to be listened to all the shit that people say which I know you guys talk about a lot yeah. but my, my desire to to be sober wasn't wasn't bigger than my desire to have to say I don't I don't want to drink there are other addictions in my life where I am solid right and I don't give a shit what anyone says to me I'm yeah. solid. I don't have this. I don't have that. Food's one of them. So I will share. Food is one of them. There's certain things I don't eat. And if we go, we go out and I change what I'm eating and all this kind of stuff at a restaurant and everyone's like, oh God, here she goes again. And I'll swap this for that. And da 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 da. I don't give a shit mm. what anyone thinks because I'm I'm solid on it. But my desire to stop drinking wasn't as wasn't wasn't huge. And so And I think if that's what's right for you right now, then everybody needs to respect that. And that is it. That is the end of the conversation. Do you know what I mean? That's your decision, your right and your choice. 
Yeah. But we still want you at some point to have a go at our experiment. <laughs> and I think, you know what? A lot of what you say is the reason we exist. Because... Yeah, because it is hard as well. And you do get out of For, honestly, everybody, everybody I knew, drank. my mum my was fuming at me. She listens yeah, to this. I know, me like, too. But she was literally mad at me. She was like, well, I don't want to wear a bow Um, She's now four and a half years sober, my mum, which is just incredible. And I know how lucky I am. My best friend wasn't sober. It took her 12 months to jump on board, you know, like, but she's here now. And it, Can it I was- just say while you're talking about that? By the time this goes out, it will be your sober verse for the next day. So anybody who's listening, if you want to wish Lisa a happy five years, it'll be a five, five years on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I've, no, I've gone off track. I don't know. Sorry, Lisa. But, but yeah, when I first stopped, it was such a lonely place. It's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah everybody drank it was my only social life I didn't and I went through a massive massive crisis of like nobody no, everybody stopped asking me to go out or they'd say let me know when you're drinking and then we'll go out somewhere so I was like I must be like the boringest person on earth who doesn't drink and I would sit and I went through this whole like dark place of like nobody likes me unless I drink because I've drank since I was 14 nobody asked me to go I'm a piece of shit blah 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 and I had to go on a full and it was and it was freaking hard but also this is why Be Sober exists because I got so bored on my own (laughs) that I had to find something to do and I know now that we can help people that do feel like what you felt like we give them a home we give them a space we give them a place where we can go together to places like what you're doing and it just breaks my heart that that's how you felt in that I know and I I I actually didn't because I stopped just as an experiment because it was making me feel like shit basically yeah I, I just thought I just thought you know it's just not doing anything for my body anymore I'm very clean I'm very clean living and every time I had a drink even if it was just two I was like a I didn't feel like me and so I didn't feel like that person who are that connection that realness yeah. I was like, not me anymore then I would start eating shit that I don't eat then I would feel like crap the next day and I was like I'm just gonna just gonna stop drinking but what I did was I made this big announcement I'm going sober right so this, this is what I'll, this is what I can do and it's a pattern of mine I'm gonna be sober now and then I was judging everyone else for being for drinking <laughs> And and I had this big like battle in my head because I was like, no one's taking me seriously. Um, and then everyone kept, you know, saying saying like you were saying, they were telling me I was boring and all this kind of stuff. And I just got so defensive about it um, that in the end, I then after, it was after fifteen months, and I didn't have any support. Oh, yeah, you need like, and I I did just do it all on my own. Um, and I think because I didn't think, because I didn't stop because it, I didn't feel like I had a problem with it. Mm, yeah. I stopped because it was making me feel like shit. Then now I didn't really feel like I needed that support from anybody, maybe. Do you know what I mean? I just didn't yeah. there. Um, and, and then as soon as I gave my, so giving myself permission is a big thing for me. It's like, I'll, I'll, I can get so, 
like focused on something that I will not deviate from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then as soon as I'm like, this isn't working and I give myself permission to choose a different way or whatever, that's when I come back into alignment. And it felt like I needed to do that with the alcohol. But what then happened consequently was I just hardly ever drink now anyway, but there's that permission there if I want to. And that's just my way that's worked for me. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't work in other areas with other things in my life. There has to be a clear cut no. And I've got an accountability buddy that I message every day for certain things that there's no way I can touch certain things ever. Yeah. And so, you know, that, but, and that might work. That's really, that what's in the sober world for, for alcohol. Yeah. For a lot of people, do you know what I mean? But in terms with alcohol for me, it, it didn't, it didn't work. But what has worked is that, I I I feel like I feel like more part of of a group if I say I can have a drink but then I don't have a drink. It's yeah, really, it's just like, it's a mindset thing, it's isn't it? That you can choose not to now without saying that you you can't. You can say I won't rather than I can't. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. Can we have some that? Because I reckon if I said I drank again, I bet all the old people I used to drink with would invite me out, but then I wouldn't have to drink. But they'd still ask me to come out. Would you want to go out with them? Oh no, I don't. But that's not the point. I'm five years <laughs> down. Yeah, so that's what that is. That's what's happened now. Yeah. Everyone's like, I've had people clinking my when they think I'm drinking. That oh, yeah. you're drinking again. And then like and they come up and clink my glass. Clink, clink glasses. Not like a secret sober person, really. I am. I am. I, am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink. I'll have. You know, if we have loads of people over or whatever, I'll literally just have a t- tiny, tiny bit. Won't hardly drink any of it, and then I'm on water. Um, oh, you, you, you will end up stopping, I think, properly, 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 eventually. And I just, I think it will happen organically. Yeah. I don't think it will happen. Caroline, before we wrap up, because we are running short of time, um, and I don't want to change the subject too bluntly, but I just have, so I am doing. Um, can you just tell us, are there any tickets on sale still? Are there any tickets remaining for your next event, or are they all sold out? For the October raid, there's, yeah. there's, there's still tickets available. Do you yeah. want to just give it a little quick plug here now before we yeah, go into cool. our final question? Yeah, 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 cool. Um, so it is on Thursday, the 12th of October in Manchester in a club called Canvas, 6pm till 10pm, but we are staying open till 11 so people can hang about as they want to afterwards. And you can get tickets on Eventbrite and you can follow me on at Rave with DJ Flourish on Instagram. And we'll share that link, the Rave with DJ Flourish one, on the notes as well. Can I just share something with you two? Um, Lisa, I would like you to just read this, please. Read it out nice and loud. Uh, see here, listeners. <laughs> come on, come on, say it. Egypt, 63. <laughs> so there's 63 listeners in Egypt. So one of them might be the person that spat at Caroline. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I thought that was like 30 years ago. Well, he might still be listening. Who knows? Yeah, he might have he loads of equipment. 
<laughs> yeah, you're also a wanker. And if you you yeah. won't um, you won't understand that until you listen back to the intro, Caroline. But if you listen to the intro, you'll understand we've gone full Starting circle. with a wanker and we're ending with a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> um, our final question, which is going to be very interesting for you, actually, is um, our Be Sober motto is be brave, be kind, be sober. Which one of those do you most relate to right now and why? Be kind. Uh, because um, I've been beating myself up a bit recently. So it, it, that's the the hardest thing for me to... Bravery is like, you know, I'm brave. But mm. be, be kind is, is the harder one for me. So, yeah, so I'm really trying to nurture myself a bit um, because I've been out there and I feel quite exposed at the moment. You've been a fantastic guest. It's been absolutely lovely oh, speaking. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Because yeah. you have been really brave as well. I yeah. think. So, I've really thank you for coming on. Thanks, ladies. See you in October. Yeah. yeah, we'll see you in October. Yeah. <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We truly appreciate your support. To stay updated with our latest episodes, be sure to follow or subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to share the Be Sober Love with your friends, helping us reach even more people. If you're interested in learning more about the impactful work we do, or you want to become part of our incredible Be Sober community, visit our website, besoberofficial.com. There you'll find all the information you need and discover how you can get involved. We look forward to welcoming you into our community of change makers. Until next time, be brave, be kind, and, and be sober. So everybody, if you're still listening, here's what it actually sounded like before I just edited it and stuck it in sounding all professional. Enjoy this listen. Welcome to the Sober Experiment Podcast by Be Sober. I'm Lisa. I'm so sorry, I can't do it. Hold on. Right, go on. Welcome to the Sober Experiment Podcast by Be Sober. I'm Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> this hasn't happened for ages. Come on. Right, go again. Stop Nothing laughing. Again. You stop you laughing in your very beginning bit and then I don't laugh. Like, you go serious. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Sober Experiment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, it's out. Go. Welcome to the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Lisa. And I'm Alex. Be Sober isn't just another support group. It's a comprehensive hub that offers everything you need in one place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
you got me in. Oh. <laughs> 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 What's a comprehensive home? <laughs> oh, stop it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going bad here. <laughs> from Be Sober isn't another support group well, what no, you know what Just I'm going to just cut it where it says without alcohol right okay yeah do that <laughs> 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 right <sighs> <laughs> What? Oh. I'm like a pair of dictionary addicts. <laughs> we believe. Come on, I've got. We've got a meeting. We've got a meeting, right? We believe. <laughs> right, we've got three minutes. Come on, right? Let's go. We believe wholeheartedly that choosing not to drink alcohol... I sound like I've got a snotty cold. Right, hold on. Go on. Right. We believe wholeheartedly... No, that was too loud. We believe wholeheartedly that choosing not to drink alcohol doesn't make anyone abnormal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Right, ready? Come on, we'll do it. We believe wholeheartedly that choosing not to drink alcohol doesn't make anyone abnormal. In fact... (laughs) (laughs) The end's good, isn't it? Yeah, the end's well good. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to copy this twice, even with this speaking in. I'm going to whack it on the end as an outtake and people can hear exactly what it took to get here. So it'll sound amazing on the beginning and everybody, if you're still listening now, you need a medal because we've just literally wet ourselves. Right, go. Oh, I thought we were going to the meeting. No, we've got a mid-roll script to do yet. Come on, we've only done the intro. Wetting. <laughs> <laughs>